Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 postgame show. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Jim Rosati for the fourth day in a row. Jim Rosati, look at you doing work today. Fourth day in a row, fourth loss in a row that we get to discuss. I mean, you're definitely doing a lot more work than the Pirates offense, that's for sure. Oh, it's the same story every game. The offense just isn't scoring enough runs, and the pitching hasn't been good enough to keep a team below the amount of runs the Pirates' offense has scored. That, that's basically what's happened. Um, I don't think – you can't blame the pitching for everything that's going on. But, right. I mean, they had the game in the bag today. Bullpen blows it in the eighth. But, again, you scored two runs. Exactly. I mean, the bullpen's hurting. We we understand that, and we'll talk a little bit about that today. But that's right. Like, you can't just blame the pitching when you only scored two runs. And again, like, this offense has been just absolutely terrible. I mean, since the Chicago series, now the Brewer series, both in division games, uh, both very meaningful because it seems like the rest of the division is winning their games. Uh, <laughs> but now the Pirates, two below 500. The Reds look like they're going to sweep the Astros. Obviously, the Brewers won. Yeah, it's uh, it's looking quite differently than it was a week ago. Yeah, I mean, you go you go into this series even, and you're still in first place, right? Um, right. But now, now you're two and a half behind Milwaukee. You're a game and a half behind Cincinnati. They're going the wrong direction. And those Cubs, which you're Cubs also are going to face. Yep. Yeah, well, a game and a half, and what are the Cubs doing right now? Cubs are... If we're going to scoreboard watch right now. I don't know. Oh, they lost. Okay, so it's still one and a half. Yep, okay. But again, their Cubs are coming into town this upcoming series. That's going to be pretty big. We'll talk more about that tomorrow on Starbucks. But anyways, uh, yeah, this division still pretty jumbled. But again, this team was in first place a week ago. Now they're in third. Uh could certainly be in fourth in a few days, but regardless, the offense has been totally anemic. The pitching has not been good, but it hasn't been terrible, right, by any means. Let's talk about it today. Luis Ortiz takes the mound. Uh, I thought he did fairly well. Uh, he didn't go as deep as you would probably want him to, 4.2 innings, but four hits, three walks, six strikeouts, one earned. Uh, he looked He looked pretty good. I thought his stuff looked looked really good today. Um, he went really slider heavy, slider sinker heavy today. Uh, only threw nine four seam fastballs. A uh, lot more changeups too than we've yeah. been used to seeing with uh, with Ortiz. So he had a forty four percent whiff rate on his changeup, a forty three percent whiff rate on his slider. The hard stuff though, it's just it's it's crazy because you look at it and like it looks like he throws with so much movement. The hard stuff just wasn't uh, – the hard stuff wasn't on today. And the hard stuff isn't all that hard. And, I again, like I feel – we've talked about this. I mean, a, a tad, right? Like the velocity yeah. isn't where it was last year, you know, and maybe it's just part of the development. Maybe it's, you know, he's working on the controls. You know, we, we've maybe heard of and such. But, like, at some point, we need our dude to just unleash it. But we need that 9900 back uh, because that's when that fastball plays, especially now. The change, like you said, the changeup looks good. 
The slider has has looked good most of the time. Um, he was locating that are, slider really well today too. Yeah, and I think that's the mm-hmm. best thing that I noticed today as well. For the most part, the command was there. Uh, like he let a few get away from it, whatever. But for the most part, like it was there. This is one of the better starts you saw this year, which doesn't say a whole lot, but one of the better you saw this year from Luis Ortiz in that in that realm. Uh, and that's why overall it was a, a pretty good start. Yeah, I mean, you still want to get the length out of him that you didn't get. Um, sure. I think you know that I think Shelton was pretty quick on on taking him out, but I'm not really going to get too upset over that decision. He looked he looked good today. Uh, just you would like to see him go deeper in the game. Yes, that's completely fair. And I think too, in regards to that, this is one of those situations where you're going to come at me and say, "Oh, there's Darn again." Like I can see both sides. Here, here's where that plays in, right? Luis Ortiz, you want to see go deeper. And if this bullpen was at full strength, where maybe it was like two weeks ago, you can live with this, right? Because you have that bullpen that can give you some length. That, that bullpen's not there right now. But Luis Ortiz also has struggled all year. So it's like, do you yank, like, do you pull him quickly and just say, like, listen, this is a fine start. Let's get you out of here before things fall apart. But then you go into this bullpen that the Pirates have right now, which is pretty depleted. And, you know, you just saw this guy get caught up today. Uh, his name's Ryan, by the way. Uh, nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, but, like, that's where the Pirates are at right now. They're calling up guys that have, like, a 6.7 ERA and AAA that are 29 years old, right? They're just not good. So you don't have this, like, length and strength in the bullpen to cover Luis Ortiz when he can't even give you five innings. So yeah, I hear you. And, and, and it gets fine if it's – and it's fine if it's like a one-off situation, but we've now gone, I don't know how many starts this is in a row with a starting pitcher failing to go six. And I don't think, I don't think anybody's done it during this losing streak. So it's been, it's been a week at least. Right. Which I just want to point out was like the strength of this team because the starters were giving you six innings minimum. I mean, all throughout April, as we talked about right now, they're not doing that. Yeah. So absolutely correct. But like I said, with Luis Ortiz, it was, it was a pretty good start. You know, you'd want to see more, but like he looked way more effective today than he has uh, previously. Um, Carmen Majinski. He made his debut. I didn't get to see it. You and Tyler got to talk about it. He comes in today, though, 1.1, all zeros up there. Another pretty effective and efficient outing for him. Yeah, I mean, those strikeouts uh, didn't really generate swings and misses, but weak contact, nobody hit the ball over 96 off of him. So... Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm looking at Perdomo. Sorry. Uh, I don't even okay. see Majinski's numbers. Statcast doesn't even have them. But <laughs> as far as like their Statcast doesn't even have the exit velo numbers on Majinski stuff in the player breakdowns. But he did not hit too hard. On the single. Okay. All right. Not didn't get He's hit won, too though. hard. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you like to see him. He came in, cleaned everything up in the fifth inning. He was on on track to get his first major league win, um, you know, if the bullpen hadn't blown it. So yeah, I mean, the, the stuff plays. And I said, we, Tyler and I talked about it on Friday, um, the slider sweeper, whatever Statcast is going to call it. They're going to go with a sweeper. It, it, it's good. Uh, the fastball, it's fine. It just, as long as it's located where he wants to throw it, he shouldn't have too many problems. When he's not commanding that fastball, he may run into some issues. That's gonna, like I said, that's what's gonna determine whether or not Majinski's a good reliever or not. Uh, but the stuff is definitely gonna play, and we saw that today. Yep. 
Uh, and I guess just moving on from him, you wanted to get the Perdomo, so let's get the Perdomo. <laughs> he uh, so he did have actually an earned run on him, one inning earned run. He had the two strikeouts. I, I don't know, man. Like you, you tweeted it. You talked about it a little bit here. I, I'm kind of talking about it a little bit. Like I, he he has that look of I, I like his stuff. He's intriguing to me. He's intriguing in the same way that anyone who throws the ball hard and has really good breaking stuff is intriguing. The, 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 the problem is, is that he has no command of it whatsoever. He doesn't know where his pitches are going. So like when, when the balls happen to be in the strike zone, yeah, he's fine. Uh, when they're not, he's, he's going to run into problems. And, you know, the leadoff walk in the eighth inning, that played a big, really big part in the Pirates losing today. Uh, his The seventh inning looked great from Perdomo, but that leadoff block in the eighth kind of started everything. Right. I know, and I get it. And honestly, and I'm not trying to compare, but like that's exactly what we're talking about with Moretta. No, we'll get to Moretta because he looked that way today. But in April, that's what we're talking about with Moretta, and then he came along in May and looked well. Uh, you know, when you come to relievers, like – I'll, I'm not gonna say I will take that every day, but that's something you can work with. You know, that's like literally that was the mo of all of the the early 2010 Pirates, right? When Neil Huntington was there, like they all threw hard, they had no control, and like you just mold them and made a good bullpen out of them. And you're shaking your head at me. <laughs> you're shaking your head at me. Look, here's the work with here, uh, it, Like here's the difference. Like the the walk rate is just entirely too high. It's not sustainable in any, like his success is not sustainable in any way at all. It's unsustainable. Um, So like he will have success in spurts because he can strike out batters, but in the long run, the control isn't there. He is not someone who really belongs in a major league bullpen. Plain and simple. You look at it. I mean, the strike, if you look, just looked at his, like, if you're looking at his stats page, right, and you're looking at his strikeout numbers, they look awesome. But then when you just move over one category, you're like, oh, this is why he's 29 and he's only thrown 27 major league innings. Fair. Fair, fair, fair. So, uh, no, I'm, you can use the word intrigued. This is a short, <laughs> this is a short term. He's in the bullpen because he has a, he has an arm. You should no one should be intrigued with Angel Perdomo. I'm sorry. All right, fair enough. Then uh, let's get to Moretta because a very very bad outing for him. You know, and he's looked a little bit spotty here recently. We had a very very strong May uh, today. Definitely didn't have it. You know, only went point one three earned the two walks. So that's what killed him. He was not finding the strike zone at all. This looked very much like early April Moretta where. He just had absolutely no command of his pitches. No, wasn't finding the strike zone at all. Uh, you know, and even like he only walked two, but like I felt like there was another one to full count, maybe three and one. You know, easily could have been another yeah. walk or two there. So a very, very poor outing for Moretta, but like it happens. I'll put it that way. Like overall in the season, he's still having a fine season. Yeah. No, I, I'm uh I'm not necessarily worried about. Moretta, this was this seems to be a one-off. He's since April 30th, he's had one game where he's given up a run. This makes two. Right. So this was 
this was not what you're, we're used to seeing from Dowry Moretta, and he's earned himself, you know, a little bit longer of a leash to say, all right, you know, you're you're allowed to have a game like this every once in a while. Obviously, you don't want this to continue, but like if this is simply just a, a one-time thing, not too concerned. But yeah, it was in a big spot today. The Pirates really could have used a win. They really could have used a shutdown eighth inning there. And again, this just goes back to the starting pitching was performing so well earlier on in the year. It was it was making the bullpen look better because you had guys pitching in roles that you wanted them to pitch in. Now that we're seeing the starting pitching depth take a hit, you're seeing the relievers kind of getting put into situations that they're not used to. And, you know, the flaws that they do have are getting exposed. And I think that's just kind of, that's been the story of the last week. Yep. And something I agree with here, some and substance. It was a mistake trading Stevenson. I don't care what anyone thinks. And we kind of touched on that. You weren't really dealing from like a strength. Not that Stevenson was fantastic, but he could maybe provide you some needed innings today or in the future. And he's better than still half this, half the people in the, in the bullpen right now. So not to go deep into that, but this is, this is exactly the point and reason why we kind of were puzzled on that trade. It's not as if you had a plethora of relievers that you could just deal from this strength of relievers to gain something. What did you really gain? Some more middle infield non-talent <laughs> to go with your yeah. non-talent in the middle infield. Anyways, not to go down that well. Um, so, yeah. And then Bednar does come in. Um, point two innings, one hit. He looked okay. Uh, let's let's talk about that, that one, the very first guy up, Ramiel Tapia. Hits it pretty deep. I know the run scored. Um, really they nice made a really good play on that. They made a – yeah, he was already he was he was playing in like mm-hmm. he, he was positioned in off the bat, you know, because you know the, the game winning run was on second base, so he was playing shallow. He ran a long way back on that ball and made yeah an outstanding catch. It's uh like again something that you know talking with him, he's not a center fielder by trait, but he's athletic, and I feel like he is the type of player who could learn and become a good player. And we've talked about like his defense this year where a lot like he's, it's looked, it actually's looked spectacular, but it's because it's been played poorly. Uh, this one I felt was just played very, very well. I mean, the fact that he had a, like, it's not even a home field park, you know, he played the wall well and the whole thing. Like it looked like a very, very good play. Um, and obviously it didn't matter, but that's the type of play that could potentially save the game from getting away. Right. That could have scored a lot of runs and it only ended up scoring the one run there. Which at the point again, like the game's still within hand if you had a competent offense. Uh, but yeah, great play by uh, Bay. Of course, Bednar's the one that gave up the hits. It goes earned on Moretta. But um, yeah, the game was still within reach. But this offense just didn't want to show up still in the ninth inning. It looked just pathetic. They didn't show up all day. Um, Jason Delay was awful. Uh, I think he left on, I think he left five people on base. Four maybe because one, there was a double play in there, but delay was bad. It was bad. Like no one, <laughs> I mean, for it must have been four because they have, they had four runners on base today. Position. So all four must yeah. have been delay. I think delay left everyone on base. Because yeah. everybody else, I don't think, was with two outs. So, like, delay ended 
basically every inning they had someone yep. in scoring position. Which notable one was when bases were loaded, two outs, repeat of last night with Austin Hedges up, bases loaded, two outs. Um, ironically enough, delay strand of those three runners uh, 35 seconds after Andy Rodriguez hit a double. His first double of the day, mind you. I literally so you actually so so while Jason Delay was up to bat is Andy Andy hit his double yes right and you you tweeted out Andy Rodriguez has doubled I already had the quote tweet ready to go it was just a matter <laughs> of like I, I was I going to say that he was going to strike out or was I going to say he was just going to get out um, right he just knew yeah. something bad was going to happen because of course obviously the alternative was doing well yep but. You know, Jason Delay looked awful. Hedges looks awful. This whole lineup looked awful. Uh, just a touch on it. So four hits in the total game. Uh, Brian Reynolds hit the home run, the two-run shot. That was all the scoring that happened. Brian Reynolds' first home run since May twenty, top of my head, twenty eighth, I think it was. His third since April seventh. Uh, like he hasn't been a terrible hitter. He hasn't been Mm-mm. Brian Reynolds like, and certainly the power hasn't been there. So it's nice to see the home run come back again today. Uh, but he does get the the two runs again that ended the offense. Uh, three hits in total, three walks, eleven strikeouts for the Pirates. Santana was the other one who got a hit. He led off the second inning with a double, which of course Connor Joe attempted a bunt apparently in the five hole with the leadoff guy getting a double. So talk about confidence in your lineup. Connor Joe bunting as the five hole hitter. With a leadoff man with no outs, hitting a double in the second inning, Jim. <laughs> like we're talking about it. This, this is the second. What are we inning doing? Like when you need one run, yeah, I, I don't know. That was Connor Joe's been in, in quite a slump because that was the only time he actually made contact today. Uh, the other times he struck out uh, every other at bat, uh, and I think I don't know if any of them were swinging. I don't know. I, I every Connor Joe at bat is just kind of running just together right now as just him looking at strike three pretty much. Yeah. I don't want to go as far as Brock, like his time of becoming to an end. Uh, I think he's a fine player. Like when the trade happened, I thought he was a fine player. I think he was playing way better than he, like anyone expected him to, to start the season, but I still feel there's competency there. You know, he's in a, certainly he's a slump, but everyone's in a slump also with that being said, like everything yeah, you're saying about also- Connor Joe, you could say for like 24 other players right now. Yeah, and, and I think he's also just being asked more than he should be. Like, he's being asked to do more than he should. Very um, fair. He's he's not an everyday player, and if he and when he is in the lineup, he shouldn't be batting fifth. Like, right. that's that just kind of goes to show the other, you know, warts that are in this lineup, which hopefully one of those warts has uh, been solved, but there's still, there's still more. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and then I guess to top it off, Marcano also had a hit. But that was it. Three hits. The home run, the double by Santana, and then Marcano single. Castro had a single too. Oh, my bad. He did. Castro, Castro actually had, had the – He had Castro the infield single. And singled. Yeah. yeah. So he, he had that infield single, which was pretty clutch until it wasn't. <laughs> Right. It was clutch in a way that it brought Jason Delay up with runners in scoring position and then he hit into a double play. Correct. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh man. I, I don't know, man. I guess the only other thing I want to add on to this is I mean Cabrian Hayes sat. Cool. I understand that. Kutch also sat. Oh, you're putting up that here too. Yeah, Kutch also sat today. Um, there was three days that he sat this week. Now, one wasn't granted an off day, there was no game played, but with that said, that was already a built-in off day for Andrew McCutcheon. He had sat three days in seven games. He only played four games in the last seven days. Why? You're a DH. Like, why could Andrew McCutcheon not be in this game today? I think it was pretty needed. It would have been, uh, it would have been nice to have Andrew McCutcheon in this game. Yeah. <laughs> More than nice to. It probably have been pretty, pretty smart. Yeah, I can't tell you why. And and I mean, obviously, there are very, very smart. I'm not going to pretend to be a physio whatever you want to call sure. him right i i'm not a i'm not an expert of uh how athletes perform due to their health and readiness right <laughs> i, I don't want to stop right here though guys mark this moment 21 minutes into this post game yeah. show on june 18 2023 jim admitted he is not an expert in something yeah not an pretty expert big stuff. but i find it hard to believe that a professional athlete even if they're 36 years old, can't DH six days a week. Your job consists of walking to and from the from the to and from the the batter's box, and then when you do get on base, you you run in spurts of like they're 90 feet spurts. They're not we're not long distance running here. I, I don't get it. And he's mind you, 40 percent of the time he's getting a walk. <laughs> it feels well, and, like and at least 60 so he's not even time. running the first 90 and with this offense behind him he's probably not running at all and 60 percent of the time he's literally just going back to the dugout like right baseball is a game of failure 60 percent of the time he's just walking to the batter's box and walking back to the dugout yeah i don't understand it again we keep talking if he's playing the field sure i fully this is what i expected I expect him to play the field more than he is. And with him playing the field more than he is, I expected him to maybe have weeks where he's sitting three times that week. I get it. Keep him healthy, keep him fresh. But he is DHing and he's solely DHing. He is not playing the field at all whatsoever. So the then why can't fan, he play every day? The, the average fan watching a baseball game over a two and a half hour span, like if, if you were going to compare step counts during the game, the average fan is walking just as much as Andrew McCutcheon is, just moving around just as much, just simply going to the bathroom or like grabbing a beer from the refrigerator every once in a while. You aren't an expert. Neither am I. <laughs> you are not a world-class athlete. Neither am I. I guarantee you, 162 times playing DH, I can absolutely do. Now, I'm never getting on base. I'm not one time am I getting on base. But I'll even run back and forth to the dugout just to make yeah. up for it. And I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are we doing here? He doesn't he doesn't know. need this many days off. I don't get it. I don't get it. You want to give him an occasional day off? Yeah, of course. I get that. Like I'm expecting you to do 162. But this is three times in a week. In a pretty crucial week, too. That your leader, your best hitter on the team, is sitting. Four games he played. <laughs> Anyways. 
I just want to touch on that for sure. I don't understand. I don't get it. But the big news of the day. Heads up to Nelson Cruz when he was 36, played 155 games. Carlos Santana is playing the field is going to play 183 games this year, I feel. In the fourth hole every single time. (laughs) I don't understand. I know, I know I'm beating a dead horse right now, but like I'm just perplexed. There's so many things I'm perplexed on. That's one of them as well. And it wasn't as egregious recently, but then now it's turning even more egregious than it ever was this week. Um, But anyways, like I said, to move past that, maybe end on a little positivity here because there hasn't been anything worth mentioning that's positive on this team. It's been done, Jim. We have won. Henry Davis is a Pittsburgh Pirate as of tomorrow. He's going to be donning the uniform. The Cubs are coming into town, and the Pirates will have Henry Davis in the lineup. Where? I don't know. I anticipate maybe the outfield. (laughs) Yeah, I'm curious to see what they do. Um, Osvaldo Beto getting the start tomorrow, so there's probably some familiarity. There between Davis and Beto. I know Beto has been in AAA for two years, but I'm sure during spring training, Davis has caught Beto plenty of times. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do. I I mean, I would put him at catcher, let him debut at catcher, and then there you go. I'm with that. Yeah, you make a good point with Beto though as well. You make a good point. There probably is a lot more familiarity there than there have ever been with Delay or Austin Hedges, even though Beto's been on this team for about a week now. So, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe Davis does get the nod because there's some type of chemistry, you know, some type of familiarity there. That'll be interesting. And also that means Hedges or Delay won't be in the lineup at all. So that's a Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, you put Davis in there and then you don't have to worry about delay or hedges coming up with runners on base it's just it's a win-win for everyone right i can't wait um and then this was mentioned as well uh i did see someone comment on this earlier also but yeah derek shelton confirmed that henry davis will be here tomorrow he also confirmed that austin hedges and jason delay will remain on the roster just say that and that's something i anticipate as well like i just assume there's gonna be a three catcher roster and you'll have that's what davis presents you'll have that nice mix he can have Connor Joe take those breaks now, right? Play right. right field. He can have less use of hedges and delay by catching some of those days as well. And I guess if you want to give cut that off day DH because it's so much work, he can go in there DH as well. So like that's what Davis presents. He can give you those three positions and keep his bat in the lineup and still not get rid of delay and hedges for whatever positive things they do bring. Yeah, um, I, I figured, you know, yeah, they would have three catchers because that just gives you more flexibility to move Davis around and not have to worry about, you know, if Davis is DHing, right? You, you got to have another catcher because you can't really move DHs to, to positions. I don't think that's a rule that you, that's allowed. So once you're a DH, you're a DH. So yeah, you're, you're going to have to carry three catchers. Um, so Jason Delay, Austin Hedges, neither of them are going anywhere until the next catcher gets called up. The next catcher. Let's end it there. How's that sound? That sounds good. We will have Starbucks tomorrow. We'll have plenty to talk about on Henry Davis. So tune in tomorrow, 7 a.m. We'll be live wide awake 
and certainly on time to talk about Henry Davis and his call up, and of course the Cubs series. So uh, with that said, Jim, any last words you want to talk about? No, it's gonna just leave it up to the Louisville kid to you know save the day. We're out of here. <laughs> Hey, you all, thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.